John chapter 8, verse 21. I am not from this world. One day, Jesus said again, I am about to leave you. You will want to find me, but you will still die in your sins. You won't be able to come where I am going. This confused the Jewish leaders that they began to say, Is he planning to commit suicide? What's he talking about? You won't be able to come where I'm going? Jesus spoke up and said, You were all from this earth. I am from above. I am not from this world like you are. That's why I've told you that you will all die in your sins if you fail to believe that I am who I am. So they asked him plainly, Who are you? I am the one I've always claimed to be, Jesus replied. And I still have many more things to pronounce in judgment about you. For I will testify to the world of the truths that I have heard from my Father. And the Father who sent me is trustworthy. Even after all of this, they still didn't realize that he was speaking about his heavenly Father. You know me as I am, after you have lifted me up from this earth as the Son of Man. Then you will realize that I do nothing on my own initiative, but I only speak the truth that the Father has revealed to me. I am his messenger, and he is always with me. For I only do that which delights his heart. These words caused many respected Jews to believe in him. The Son Gives Freedom Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, When you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. Surprised by this, they said, But we are the descendants of Abraham, and we're already free. We've never been in bondage to anyone. How could you say that we will be released into more freedom? I speak eternal truth, Jesus said. When you sin, you are not free. You've become a slave in bondage to your sin. And slaves have no permanent standing in a family, like a son does, for a son is a part of a family forever. So if the son sets you free from sin, then become a true son and be unquestionably free. Even though you are descendants of Abraham, you desire to kill me because the message I bring has not found a home in your hearts. Yet the truths I speak, I've seen and received in my Father's presence. But you are doing what you've learned from your Father. What do you mean, they replied. Abraham is our Father. Jesus said, If you are really Abraham's sons, then you would follow in the steps of Abraham. I've only told you the truth, that I've heard in my father's presence, but now you are wanting me dead. Is that how Abraham acted? No, you people are doing what your father has taught you.
Indignant, they responded, What are you talking about? We only have one Father, God himself. We are not illegitimate. Jesus said, Then if God were really your Father, you would love me, for I've come from his presence. I didn't come here on my own, but God sent me to you. Why don't you understand what I say? You don't understand because your hearts are closed to my message. You are the offspring of your father, the devil, and you serve your father very well, passionately carrying out his desires. He's been a murderer right from the start. He never stood with the truth, for he's full of nothing but lies. Lying is his native tongue. He is a master of deception and the father of lies. But I am the true prince who speaks nothing but the truth, yet you refuse to believe and you want nothing to do with me. Can you name one sin that I've committed? Then if I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? If you really knew God, you would listen, receive, and respond with faith to his words. But since you don't listen and respond to what he says, it proves you don't belong to him and you have no room for him in your hearts. See, we were right all along, some of the Jewish leaders shouted. You are nothing but a demon-possessed Samaritan. Jesus replied, It is not a demon that would cause me to honor my father. I live my life for his honor, even though you insult me for it. I never have a need to seek my own glory, for the father will do that for me, and he will judge those who do not. I speak to you this eternal truth. Whoever cherishes my words and keeps them will never experience death. This prompted the Jewish leaders to say, Now we know for sure that you're demon-possessed. You just said that those who keep watch over your words will never experience death. But Abraham and all the prophets have died. Do you think you're greater than our father Abraham and all the prophets? You're delusional about yourself, and you make yourself greater than you are. Jesus answered them, If I were to tell you how great I am, it would mean nothing. But my Father is the one who will prove it and will glorify me. Isn't he the one who you claim is your God? But in reality, you've never embraced him as your own. I know him, and I would be a liar like yourselves if I told you anything less than that. I have fully embraced him, and I treasure his every word. And not only that, Abraham, your ancestor, was overjoyed when he received the revelation of my coming to earth. Yes, he foresaw me coming and was filled with delight. But many of the Jewish leaders doubted him and said, What are you talking about? You're not even 50 years old yet. You talk like you've seen Abraham. 
Jesus said to them, I give you this eternal truth. I have existed long before Abraham was born, for I am. When they heard this, they picked up rocks to stone him. But Jesus concealed himself as he passed through the crowd and went away from there. Jesus healed a man born blind. Chapter 9 Afterward, as Jesus walked down the street, he noticed a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Teacher, whose sin caused this guy's blindness, his own or the sin of his parents? Jesus answered, Neither. It happened to him so that you could watch him experience God's miracle. While I am with you, it is daytime, and we must do the works of God who sent me while the light shines. For there is coming a dark night when no one will be able to work. As long as I am with you, my life is the light that pierces the world's darkness. Then Jesus spat on the ground and made some clay with his saliva. Then he anointed the blind man's eyes with the clay, and he said to the blind man, Now go and wash the clay from your eyes in the ritual pool of Siloam. So he went and washed his face, and as he came back, he could see for the first time in his life. This caused quite a stir among the people of the neighborhood, for they noticed the blind beggar was now seeing. They began to say to one another, Isn't this the blind man who once sat and begged? Some said, No, it can't be him. Others said, But it looks just like him. It has to be him. All the while, the man kept insisting, I'm the man who was blind. Finally, they asked him, What has happened to you? He replied, I met the man named Jesus. He rubbed clay on my eyes and said, Go to the pool named Siloam and wash. So I went, and while I was washing the clay from my eyes, I began to see for the very first time ever. So the people of the neighborhood inquired, Where is this man? I have no idea, the man replied. So the people marched him over to the Pharisees to speak with them. They were concerned because the miracle Jesus performed by making clay with his saliva and anointing the man's eyes happened on the Sabbath day, a day that no one was allowed to work. Then the Pharisees asked the man, How did you have your sight restored? He replied, A man anointed my eyes with clay, then I washed, and now I can see for the first time in my life. Then an argument broke out among the Pharisees over the healing of the blind man on the Sabbath. Some said, This man who performed this healing is clearly not from God. He doesn't even observe, observe the Sabbath. Others said, 
If Jesus is just an ordinary sinner, how could he perform a miracle like that? This prompted them to turn on the man healed of blindness, putting him on the spot in front of them all, demanding an answer. They asked, Who do you say he is, this man who opened your blind eyes? He's a prophet of God, the man replied. Still refusing to believe that the man had been healed and was truly blind from birth, the Jewish leaders called for the man's parents to be brought to them. So they asked his parents, Is this your son? Yes, they answered. Was he really born blind? Yes, he was, they replied. So they pressed his parents to answer. Then how is it that he's now seeing? We have no idea, they answered. We don't know what happened to our son. Ask him. He's a mature adult. He can speak for himself. Now the parents were obviously intimidated by the Jewish religious leaders, for they had already announced to the people that if anyone publicly confessed Jesus as the Messiah, they would be excommunicated. That's why they told them, Ask him, he's a mature adult. He can speak for himself. So once again they summoned the man who was healed of blindness and said to him, Swear to God to tell us the truth. We know the man who healed you is a sinful man. Do you agree? The healed man replied, I have no idea what kind of man he is. All I know is that I was blind, and now I can see you for the first time in my life. But what did he do to you? They asked. How did he heal you? The man responded, I told you once and you didn't listen to me. Why do you make me repeat it? Are you wanting to be his followers too? This angered the Jewish leaders. They heaped insults on him. We can tell you are one of his followers. Now we know it. We are true followers of Moses, for we know that God spoke to Moses directly. But as for this one, we don't know where he's coming from. Well, what a surprise this is, the man said. You don't even know where he comes from, but he healed my eyes, and now I can see. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but only to godly people who do his will. Yet who has ever heard of a man born blind that was healed and given his eyesight for the very first time? I tell you, if this man isn't from God, he wouldn't be able to heal me like he has. Some of the Jewish leaders were enraged and said, Just who do you think you are to lecture us? You were born blind, filthy sinner. So they threw the man out in the street. When Jesus learned that they had thrown him out, he went to find him and said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? The man whose blind eyes were healed answered, who is he, Master? Tell me so that I can place all my faith in him. Jesus replied, You're looking right at him. He's speaking with you. It's me, the one in front of you now. 
The man threw himself at his feet and worshiped Jesus and said, Lord, I believe in you. And Jesus said, I have come to judge those who think they see and make them blind. And for those who are blind, I have come to make them see. Some of the Pharisees were standing nearby and overheard these words. They interpreted Jesus and said, You mean to tell us that we are blind? Jesus told them, If you would acknowledge your blindness, then your sin would be removed. But now that you claim to see, your sin remains with you. Amen. I want to read that again. Jesus told them, If you would acknowledge your blindness, then your sins would be removed. But now that you claim to see, your sin remains with you. God, thank you for showing us where we are blind. So often we go through life thinking our way is just fine or our way is working. We don't realize how blind we've actually been and we've been stumbling. In church most recently, my pastor was reading about the story in the book of Mark where This paralyzed man and his four friends heard about Jesus and they were trying to find Jesus, but they couldn't get through the church. There were so many people. And so they lowered the paralyzed man down through the roof, down through the ceiling and in front of Jesus. They were determined to get this man in front of Jesus to heal him, to make him walk again. And instead of immediately, instead of immediately healing him, Jesus said, Your sins are forgiven. And sometimes, Jesus gives us what we need before what we want. And I thought that was such a beautiful message because how many times do we pray for something to happen? I asked God for healing. I ended up more broken than before. Sometimes God gives us what we need before he gives us what we want. If you would acknowledge your blindness, then your sin would be removed. God, please show us where we are blind. Please show us where our lives are not aligning with how they were meant to be through you, God.
God, we can't we can't see where we are blind without you. God, thank you so much for this beautiful life. We love you and we cherish you. Even though you give us hard times, you show us that these hard times bring us closer to you. God, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.